Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. I'm Tom Gallucci here with TMC, welcoming you into the latest edition of TMC Tech Talk, uh, featuring our partners with Active Comply today. And I've got a pair of great distinguished guests with me, uh, Head of Compliance, Melissa Thomas, as well as the company founder, Mike Prince. Um, before we jump into the discussion, just a reminder, this TMC Tech Talk takes place every other Thursday where I'm joined by a special guest uh, focused in mortgage tech to kind of chat about current events, new innovations, consumer experience, uh, and also spend some good time spotlighting our guests' direct contributions to pushing forward innovation within the mortgage industry. So, as always, any comments, questions, suggestions, uh, ideas for future discussion topics, industry leaders that you'd like to see on Tech Talk, you know, feel free to drop those in the chat or you can reach out to me directly or anybody on the team here at TMC. Uh, quick shameless plug too, we're getting reunited, coming back to per- in person for uh, our 21 summer conference, September 18th through the 21st at Terrania Resort in Southern California. So highly encourage our members and our partners to uh, reach out to your team members for more information, sign up there. Shameless plug here too. In addition to the conference, our partners with Active Comply are gonna be sponsoring our Tuesday morning breakfast, uh, as well as the fun joint activity that's gonna come with that onsite at Terrania. So come join TMC and Active Comply in SoCal this summer. Most important uh, meal of the day, right? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone's going to need it from the uh, from the night before. <laughs> On that note, I want to welcome in formally Mike and Melissa, Hello. Active Comply. How are you guys doing today? Great. Yeah. Well, thank you for being my guest here. I always love to start out these discussions um, just by you know, giving the audience a little bit of a flavor for each of your backgrounds and, and kind of the path that took you into uh, mortgage tech in particular. And uh, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot here, just start off, because you've got a deep background in, uh, in tech-related startups here. So I'd love a little, uh, little background from you. Uh, sure. I've been a programmer for over 20 years, um, primarily web application development. Um, about 12 years ago, I started a site called Corporation Wiki, which is a uh, corporate research tool. And it um, part of the technology behind it is it goes out onto the internet, looks at public record repositories, pulls that information in, and, and tries to clean it up and, and, and make uh, decisions on whether it's a good, you know, good quality data, make classifications, like what kind of information is this. Um, and so from that effort, um, sprang Active Comply, because uh, I was have a friend who's a mortgage uh, runs a mortgage lender and there's a need for um, social media compliance um, you know, for that particular, you know, for this particular space that wasn't being served, at least in their estimation. So we looked at the technology that I had been developing over uh, the last 12 years or so and decided that it could be um, you know, modified to work for this space. So that was kind of the start of active comply. It was really, a, a, an offshoot of a, another project that I've been running for 10 years or so. Um, and that's, um, you know, from there, we just kind of built it from inside um, other mortgage lenders and collaborated with them. So, hey, what do you need? And then we'd build that in. And that's how, you know, we got to where we're on, you know, TMC Tech Talk talking to you today, Tom. <laughs> 
No, I love it. I mean, it, yeah, if it's right in the ethos of what we try to do here too with the collaborative. You kind of listen to you know, your lenders, clients out there and, and try to build solutions that, uh, that drive their needs. So I mm-hmm. uh, appreciate that background. And Melissa, uh, I'm going to put the spotlight on you now because I know you've got quite the legal compliance background and uh, imagine that kind of dovetails nicely into your role with Active Comply. It worked out perfectly. I mean, when I was in college, I worked part-time at a mortgage lender um, in the mailroom, sending out disclosures to older borrowers who didn't know what e-consent was. Um, so I, I started in the most uh, menial of tasks and then worked my way through compliance departments with opportunities there, got to work on regulatory examinations, doing call reports, looking at mortgage advertising, um, the full the full uh, rung of all things mortgage compliance. So I had a really great experience there with a great team. Um, And from that, I was getting my degree in some uh, business analytics and technology. So to combine that kind of mentality about business analytics, business technology applications, mortgage lending space, right? Um, And then uh, the heart of it being legal and compliance. So I don't think there could have been a better role than active compliance. So we've we've had a great time developing a service um, from a technology standpoint, but also from a compliance background standpoint. Absolutely. And for anybody on the line not familiar, the Active Comply is our partner here within the collaborative network. It really specializes in uh, social media compliance monitoring software, uh, keeping you know your organization and your originators at the same point in time very compliant in the content and the postings that they're putting out on different platforms in there. So you don't get in trouble with the regulators, um, which kind of leads me into... Next question here, um, you know, would love your guys take, uh, you know, about, I guess, you know, kind of current events um, related to or kind of driving some of active compliance mortgage technology advancements is I've got to imagine multitude of current events out there that kind of factor in or, you know, driving where you're innovating going forward. Um so I'd love your take, even just starting maybe from a, a regulatory standpoint, since I think everybody's uh, uh, alarms are up a bit with the uh, the new administration and what it might mean for their organizations. Sure. I mean, we had a tremendously busy year, right, Mike? I mean, from, from all kinds of standpoints, first and foremost, regulatory items. Um, there's been a change in administration, both in the presidential office, but also in some of our regulatory bodies like the CFPB and things like that. Um, and that change has definitely fostered a commitment to um, different priorities around fair lending. Most importantly, um, we had the COVID crisis that happened, which means that we got really busy as, an, as a mortgage industry, right? Um, with that, sometimes comes the cutting of corners or, or things that fall in the back burner just to keep up with that traffic. Um, and so something that very often falls on the back burner specifically is that mortgage compliance on social media. It's really difficult for a lender to go out and do that type of manual review or make time for that when you're so busy dealing with production heights. Um, So having that fair lending automation built into our system, as well as looking for key trigger terms from regulatory bodies um, that would trigger specific disclosures was really important in fostering that automation. That way we would save our, our lenders most importantly time, but also save them from potential citations that are on their record forever. Um, Another big issue that was important this year um, was that we had a presidential election and there was a lot of opinions about that, right? Um, And it's important to note that social media is inherently personal. So very often business and personal mix, 
We see that most predominantly on Twitter. I think Mike would agree. We have a have quite the folder for items like that. So having terms built into our system around political items um, that might be important to a mortgage lender, we definitely never force it on anybody, but they know that they have that functionality available to them. We also had some updates and technology around current event items. So there was something that happened in DC in January, you may or not may not remember it. Um, so we made some keyword triggers for our lender partners and said, hey, you know, the next day we were, we were really busy. Um, you know, here are some items that maybe you would sort of want us to look for. Um, let us know if you want to opt in. And we got a resounding yes. Um, nobody wants to see their LO on the front page of a newspaper, um, you know, with their NMLS ID tied right next to it. Um, so a lot of our um, innovations were around not just regulatory compliance, even though that's really the heart of what we do, but also around brand reputation, brand protection, things like that, public relations, most certainly. Well, so you guys ever put out a, uh, you know, maybe scrub it for uh, usernames or anything like that, but the greatest hits of your out to your clients of what not to put out on social media? So we, we have a wall of shame folder and we blur, <laughs> we blur most certainly, um, but it's all publicly available. So we see the full ring of everything in the industry, not just for our clients. Um, and there are some great items for a time. There was Parlor, and that alone was really great for us. So it, it just shows all the risks that can come with um, having social media, but it's not a tool that's going anywhere anytime soon. And I doubt that if you say as a lender, don't use social media, that you know your LOs are going to fall in line with that. Well, and I've got to imagine too, just with, you know, in large part due to the pandemic and, and forcing you know, teams more remote um, from a marketing, a marketeer standpoint, as well as from like a, a originator standpoint, you know, probably spending that much more time leveraging their social forums to kind of grow their brands without having that availability to, you know, meet with clients or referral partners in their offices. And I got to imagine that, uh, Rise in frequency of posts also creates more opportunities for uh, compliant-related issues, too. Yep. We had a, a busy year on that front because they couldn't meet with their builder buddies or their referral partners um, in person. So they went online. That means that all of that communication is, is readily available to a regulator. And it's one of those things that, very interestingly, a regulator doesn't have to ask the lender for. They just find it beforehand and then they're like, surprise, here are your citations once they get there. Um, so definitely keeping an eye out for RESPA Section 8 concerns with kickbacks and gift card exchanges. Thanks so much for your continued business. Glad I could take you on this fishing trip. Can't wait to you know see what the next year holds, things like that. <laughs> awesome. Just a reminder, everybody out there, you're watching TMC Tech Talk. Our special guests today are Mike Prince and Melissa Thomas with Active Comply. Um, you know, next question here for you both. Uh, obviously, our mortgage technology space is continually growing and tackling, you know, short staffing and human error issues. Um, can you both speak a little bit to the, the manual versus tech automation experience? Sure. Uh, yes. First, uh, the, the manual and the, the tech or the automation, you know, Melissa might be in a pretty good spot to talk about it because she has done both sides of that. Um, but you know, trying, and I'll, I'll turn it to, over to her in a second, um, but trying to do, um, to stay on top of social media manually is, um, 
it, well, it's it's impossible. It's it's a fire hose, right? Of just constant information and posts and pictures and things coming out. Um, and to try to stay on top of that in a manual process and to discover new accounts that are being created, new platforms that are de being developed, like we talked about Parler. Uh, we, we may mention, uh, talk about Alignable here in a little bit. There's there's just all these new networks that show up that, um, you know, given where we are in the space, we get to hear a lot about it because that's what we do. We're out there looking for it. We hear it from our clients like, hey, do you support this? And um, so that's how uh, you know, we're able to see just the overwhelming uh, amount of information that is coming up out there. And, and like you mentioned with the pandemic, uh, we saw initially a 40% increase in posting activity for LOs where they were like, well, you know, I guess we're going to have to do this here. And they just sat on their computer and started, you know, continuing their marketing efforts. Um, so I think that's the, the overall essence of it um, from the, um, in the weeds perspective, I think Melissa might have some, some insight as well. It, it's true. I did come from a manual process um, and that's why I was so thankful for Active Comply as a as a compliance person who had seen, oh, thank God, um, because half the battle is finding it, right? Finding the accounts that are out there, finding the instances of your branding. Um, and also the biggest fear at night when you go to bed is, you know, I don't know what I don't know. What's going to pop up with a regulator email the next day that I was supposed to be on the lookout for? I've been tasked with social media compliance and review. And if I miss anything... That, that comes down on my head. So to have some sort of um, automation process built in is a must. Imagine you have 200 LOs and they each have three social media accounts and they post on those twice weekly. Um, that is daunting for any one person to tackle. And it's not just the review. As a lender, you're responsible for hanging on to mortgage advertising for two, three, four years, depending on the state. How do you possibly capture and screenshot all of that manually? That's really hard because social media is so different from regular marketing materials like a brochure or the website, something that the lender controls, publishes. Um, this is completely different. And with it comes all kinds of new risks. Um, on that note, we did do a time study because of the manual versus technology um, solution. So we did the time study with a, an outside firm for a Six Sigma, and we were looking at it to just be able to quantify and try to do that kind of calculation for lenders based on however big they were um, as an institution. And we were seeing that it was just 275% more accurate and time-saving when it came to looking for things through the system as opposed to manually doing it. You have to go find the LO. You hope they don't have a common name like Melissa Thomas. And then you want to find the account. You got to scan the account. You're looking at the profile. Then you have to look for them on eight other social media platforms at a minimum. And then on top of that, you have to look at all that content. It's really exhausting. So to have a more pinpointed view and have control um, as an administrator in a system is is just so worth the time and the money that you save. Uh, no, yeah, no doubt. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Well, and, and one thing I'd like to add into that is uh, there's a lot of talk about you know AI, you know, artificial intelligence, and machine yeah. learning. Um, and you know, every software company is like, oh yeah, we we do that. Um, I, I suppose you know, from a programmer's perspective, I'm always a little um, put off by that. In that. It's such a, a overused kind of sales hype term. So I, in you know, my personal when I'm talking to people and I hear that, I kind of like, okay, well, how does that benefit the application? And usually that's where the conversation ends. Like I, I don't know, it's some magical black box, right? Um, so you know, that that's always kind of everybody uses that that terminology out there uh, in in their uh, marketing. So we do use some of those technologies for very specific things, uh, and they can be useful. Um, 
but they aren't necessarily the panacea that they are presented you know, to be. But for you know, an example of how uh, we're able to use it is trying to find the equal housing logo and make sure that it's in one of your photos, you know, something like that. It'd be mind numbingly just terrible to have to scan every single image, you know, visually and kind of, because they're always blurry down in like the bottom right corner and, uh, you know, they're hard to see. So the uh, using machine learning has been great for that. It's got a very high success rate of, of detecting those and saying, yep, this profile is good. Um, and then OCR technology to extract texts that are in those photos so that we can, you know, detect, um, you know, information that's been embedded into a, you know, a, a flyer for you know free pizza if you sign this application or, or whatever the, the case may be. Uh, so there are some very specific uses of it that uh, can be a big benefit to the automation and you know time savings of of the platform. Yeah, and that's what I think is so cool that that you guys do. Everybody on the surface thinks of oh I totally get it. You got to protect against you know the type posts and the content, but not thinking about well what's embedded in images on social or attachments to that. And I love how you leverage OCR and machine learning technologies to actually apply that into the uh, the platform that that Active Compile offers out there. And you hit the, the nail spot on too. Uh, as great as these different emerging technology buzzwords are to use out there and grow excitement in your platform, lenders are more and more getting uh, keen to what they actually do as they're diving in with different uh, you know, organizations they're partnered with or considering. So you're right. If it's, you know, someone's going to pick it apart real quick, if it's not that panacea that you're presenting out there. That's mm-hmm. right. And part of what we do is definitely the technology aspect um, and how we can use that technology for customization for each lender. Um, you know, what is your company standard policies? You know, when it comes to your profile, do you have a standard disclosure that you require in the about section? Do you use tools like Linktree? Um, we make it possible that a lender can incorporate those company level policy items into the system and have that as part of the automation. We're not just a, here's the box offering good luck. Um, so we definitely make sure that all of our lenders feel comfortable and achieve their goals through automation, but we also give feedback from a compliance standpoint on things like policy level items. Um, We've got documentation on um, what are some simple do's and don'ts that I can say to my LO when it comes to social media? How should I respond to negative reviews on on social media? What's the right process? Do you have some templates? Um, Talking about the social media policy that they have, what are some additions that you might want to make? Something that's notable is that uh, very often we'll have lenders come on a demo and they've never heard of the site Alignable. And it's really noteworthy from a compliance standpoint because it's a small business referral website. And that word referral really makes me itchy as a (laughs) compliance person, right? And so, you know, we bring to the forefront, hey, not all social media is built the same. Some have more inherent risks than others. Here's where you should keep an eye out for. Here's what automation we can put in to look for particular items that might be pitfalls on this type of social media um, around RESPA Section 8 or TILA, things like that. Um, and then we talk about it from a policy standpoint. How can you solidify that with your sales team? Well, it's nice. You're making your clients not just dependent on the software to uh, to scan and pick up on theirs, but you're actually uh, proactively giving them the tools to not make some of those uh you know, common mistakes on social in the first place. That's very intuitive. We hope. We hope. Right? <laughs> All you can do is give the information. It's on them to apply it from there. So true. <laughs> well, we know um, we know Active Apply as a, a social media monitoring and website archival system for the mortgage industry. But, you know, I'd love to spend some time here just kind of shining the spotlight on the organization for 
Um, you know, diving a little deeper into maybe some of the current feature offerings that you're seeing interest from clients or prospects out there. And uh, to the extent that you're willing to share, maybe a little teaser for our audience, what's next on the horizon from Active Compliance. And maybe, maybe I can do some of the current and then pass off to you for, for upcoming updates, Mike. Right. Awesome. Um, so Active Comply monitors both post content as well as profiles. We scan profiles for regulatory compliance. We give you a profile checkup, letting you know what's missing from the profile A, B, and C. Contact the LO to get that updated. You're able to document your due diligence as well as the corrective action process within the system. That way nothing gets lost in email chains. You've got automated date and timestamps. You've got the ability to have collection folders that are customized. You see, that's the keyword, definitely with Active Comply, right? Um, that is customized to your workflow process. So lenders have a division um, based on personnel members, potentially. So a for Tom folder, maybe I'm an analyst who goes through Active Comply, finds issues, and then I escalate them for Tom's review. There's automated email notifications for Tom built into the system. That way he's busy doing his management thing and he knows when he needs to pop in to get something fixed or reviewed. And we're also looking at that post content for trigger terms. And it comes preloaded with trigger terms that we find important that we see all the time in mortgage advertising. But we give you that opportunity to make your own customizable trigger terms, right? Um, so very often we'll see lender partners add words like forbearance. Don't know why it couldn't have been because of a <laughs> pandemic or anything, right? And um, we see lenders add even phrases in that would be completely outside of the norm. We had a lender recently add endorsed by Dave Ramsey because they were having some friction with Dave Ramsey. Another lender who added in some competitor names because they got cease and desist letters when they were poaching LOs. Um, some lenders even added in sports teams names because they had trademark infringement suits. So the, the system has so much applicability currently um, that we can find anything on social media that a lender would find important. And then they get to decide how important it is on a level. And then they get to decide who takes care of it from a work process flow standpoint. We're also looking at websites. So what's the website on the social media? Where are they sending consumers? Is it a GoDaddy website where they're collecting personal consumer information? It's going to their Gmail. Great. Is it, uh, you know, uh, some sort of error in the website URL itself where they put like .com, .com, and now they're sending them to some Ukrainian website and the consumer's very confused. So we find all kinds of issues. We also um, log complaints on social media and good reviews so that you can see those complaints and get a customer service rep over before they get escalated to the BBB or the CFPB and good reviews in case a marketing person wanted to do some reposting of the really stellar ones. Um, and I think that's the full gauntlet currently there hop on a demo to see, you know, everything else fully, sure. but it's Mike, I'm the pass. best way to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. So you got that folks out there, contact Melissa, get on a demo with active compliance, see it fully in action. I, I love what you're doing with the websites too. I think uh, a lot of common or mistakes can be made out there or just generally overlooked from a compliance standpoint because everyone's so hyper-focused on, you know, the the issue of the day that's uh, taking flight on social. Yeah, mm -hmm. so true. Well, and the, the interesting thing about the, you know, doing a demo, and then I'll, I'll talk about some of the future stuff, is that we did, we do a demo using the, you know, the potential client's own information. So it's not just some kind of generic demo that you walk through. It's like, these, this is what your LOs are saying out there. And there's always some gems in there. You're like, uh -oh. screenshots. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Mike, like, do you ever get anybody that's just absolutely aghast when they're like, 
yeah, we have that's people, on my social feed. What? Yep, there are people that say, can you click back so we can take a screenshot of this? <laughs> and we've had people pick up the phone and like call upstairs like, hey, we've got a, <laughs> we've got a problem. That's always you know, a good moment because it shows the value of what we're doing. You know, yeah. they, they could be doing it manually and they're just missing. You know, it's, it's just impossible to catch everything. Um, so then you know, as far as the future um, functionality goes, and we have a beta that we're um, rolling out right now to our, uh, some of our clients and where we're integrating. So what we're trying to do is um, continue to elevate the mortgage lender specific uh, knowledge that's built into the system. So, you know, we've, we've built in a lot of trigger terms, a lot of phrases and things that we know to watch for. Um, but there's also state specific uh, rules and regulations that, that apply to, um, you know, what has to be on your profile, for example, what kind of links and disclosures and things along those lines. Um, the fact that, you know, you maybe have to have your name as John versus Jonathan, uh, the proper address for your branch, all, all of those things. So uh, in order to fully support that without requiring a, an enormous effort on our clients' parts, we're, uh, we've integrated with the NMLS data. So we've licensed the NMLS data set and we pull in all the loan officers and all of the branches and all of your company level information. And then we can use that to um, detect, to find all these social media profiles. And so if, if you know, Jonathan Green has three different you know, profiles, he has a Facebook, Twitter, uh, and YouTube, for example, uh, we can identify that and pull them all under that one contact with their NMLS ID. Now we know what states they're licensed in. Now we know which rule sets should apply to all of their content. Um, and um, so once, once we have that kind of profile pulled together for you know, the fictional John Green, we can watch for all of those problems. And in a lot of cases, automate um, you know, an outbound email with the compliance team's permission, but to send them, hey, your NMLS number is incorrect. You need to have your personal one and the company one, as just an example or in, or, you know, in Oregon, you have to have a particular language on there. Or in California, they, they change the, the name of the regulatory body, and that needs to be updated as well. So we can have a lot of outbound, um, automated, hey, these things need to change right to the LOs. Uh, so the, the hope is to save the compliance teams a lot of time in outreach where they find the problem, they reach out and say, hey, do this uh, for a certain set of the problems that can be completely automated. And then the compliance team just has to follow up with the yeah, the ones that aren't responding, they're not making the changes. Then they maybe they get on the phone or send a direct email. It's your so branch manager, you know. Right, right. <laughs> go go above their head and, and try to get it. Um, so, in addition to that, um, working on uh, we've been our, our the way we work with uh, audits of our clients is is very um, hands on. So they say, hey, we've got this audit uh, you know, letter that we've received. We have to turn over this information by Friday. And so they send us the request, we pull it together, and then we hand it back to them and they, they send it off to the auditor. And through that process, we're learning how each uh, regulatory body, how they want the information and, and you know, what level of information and what format. And so now that we have that um, kind of in-house information, we're automating or we're building a, a self-reporting um, audit system for that so that they can go and they can pull everyone from North Carolina, for example, yeah, that was you know, um, active with the company between these two particular dates. And here's all their URLs for their social media profiles and, and things of that nature. Um, so, and yeah, out beyond that, we're working on an integration with uh, Domo, which uh, some people may be familiar with it, but it's a, an executive dashboard system. Um, and we're working with a, a partner, Richie May, to help integrate that data in with actual 
uh, loan officer sales data so that you can see how social media activity is affecting the sales and, you know, um, you know, and to what benefit or, you know, hindrance it can be for, you know, particular efforts. So those are some of the things that we have coming in the, in, in the, the next few months. I, I also forgot to mention that, uh, and this update that's coming is based off of our NMLS data set integration that we have, and it will be going down to the LO to LO level to get really specific and find all kinds of really fun issues that we have seen in the beta testing. Um, <laughs> but right now we're currently at the company level. So that means that onboarding is really easy for us and the lenders. So that means we're pulling in that information on a company level automatically. We're finding accounts that lenders never knew existed on sites they weren't aware of, like Alignable. And it means that we're ready to get up and running, you know, almost immediately after the demo. And then we spend the next couple of weeks talking to you about customization and policy development. So we, we move a lot faster than a lot of our competitors too, so that they can get things answered in a timely manner. Um, and, and very often we have lenders who come on in the middle of a social media audit. Like, we got to go. Can you help us? And we're like, we're here for you, whatever you need. Well, I just think it's so cool, like what you've got uh, kind of coming here with the the regulatory and company kind of uh, policy reporting metrics just to, you know, kind of create your own data set of maybe based on where a lender is located at from prior, you know, regulatory polls that you've seen, you know, it's kind of an advisory to them, like, here's what's going to be asked of you. And not to mention, you're saving a huge amount of time, I've got to imagine, uh, being able to readily pull that data, you know, from these file folders that you've already got, as opposed to, you know, whatever archaic system they may use when doing so, if they are even doing that on their own. And regulators are not patient at all. <laughs> They're like, end of business tomorrow. Thank you. You're like, what? And so it it's hard to put aside everything that you already have on your plate and then suddenly make this the priority, even though it has to be. So it's great to have um, a, a partner that can support you in that way. I, and I speak from experience, definitely. <laughs> And super cool too with the uh, the Dobo integration coming down the line. It sounds like essentially be able to allow lending and marketing teams to examine um, like their originators post and, and correlate to how is that, you know, everyone focuses on how you're building your brand or growing your network, mm -hmm. but I haven't seen anything yet that allows you to correlate that back to what are we seeing from a production standpoint? So I think that's mm -hmm. really game changing. And yeah, to have those so communications back and forth is great, definitely to make that that new information available to a lender and, and maybe make some actionable items out of it. Like what's the reputation score, you know, for a particular LO on an aggregate basis? Um, how does that compare with, you know, their lending? What keyword triggers are they talking about a lot? Are they not doing very many, you know, VA loans? Well, how often are they talking about it? You know, what opportunities are there from different markets on social media, things like that? Yeah, I mean, it totally yields itself to, you know, having a more strategic footprint on how you're marketing out your products or your solutions. Or I've got to imagine, too, just as you create kind of a historical record there, you know, to be able to share scripts, if you will, or uh, best practices with, with other originators looking to grow their footprint in general or just drive more volume to certain product types. So true. And we, mm -hmm. we do a lot of what we do without needing LO buy-in. So we're pulling in the majority of social media um, automatically, which means we see things that maybe they didn't want us to see, which means that that wall of shame <laughs> folder really grows quickly. 
Um, so it, it's great because it's so hard to get LO buy-in with some of the other competitors out there, um, you know, where we're seeing, yeah, it looks great on paper, but only 60% of the LOs are doing what they need to do for you to be able to do your job. Um, so we're pulling in a lot of the information automatically, archiving it for you automatically. Um, and then you just get to deal with the, the funsies that you find. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, Mike, Melissa, I want to thank you both again thank for you. being uh, my guest yeah. today. Really enjoyed the conversation. A lot of informative information and uh, very excited to hear what you guys have got coming down the line at Active Comply too. And I think our members should be as well. Um, so I want to thank you both for, again, for being the guest today and, and taking some time out. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here anytime, Tom. Awesome. Always a pleasure. And just a quick reminder to our listeners, be on the lookout for the podcast and YouTube links for today's discussion for on-demand viewing and share them out with your teams as well that couldn't join us today. Gain a lot of value from this discussion. And lastly, uh, we'll be back here two weeks from today for our next episode of Tech Talk, May 13th. I'll have Simple Nexus president, Catherine Schreiner-Gates joining me. So until then, if you're talking TMC, you're talking tech. Be well, everyone. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.